This podcast is part of the Erotica Podcast Network. We offer a free Erotica Podcast and a premium patron taboo podcast which contains more intense sexual themes. You can subscribe to the premium podcast for $2 per month or support the Erotica Podcast on Patreon to support us and allows members to request future stories and themes. Thank you for listening. This podcast contains mature content and is intended for an adult audience only. It contains explicit words, thoughts, and ideas. The content of all stories is fiction with any similarities to real people or events being purely coincidental. This podcast is not intended for anything but entertainment of the listener, and if you do not agree with the themes listed in the tags, please do not listen to the story. All characters engaging in sexual relationships or activities are 18 years old or older. This story was found on a free website and brought to audio form here. I did not write and take no credit for this story. Please visit the link in the comments to further support this author. Bobcats and Other Wild Creatures by Black Randall 1958 The first time I saw her she was walking a bobcat down the sidewalk. I was spreading mulch around the rose bushes in the yard, and I heard someone walking down the sidewalk. I looked up and saw the bobcat. I was somewhat startled, to say the least, and prepared to flee from my life. Then I noticed her. Something was wrong with this picture. First, you just don't walk any kind of cat. They don't cooperate like that. Second, you don't walk bobcats. You run away if they don't run away from you. It had a little harness on and a leash was attached to the top of the harness. It was walking along quite happily, stopping to smell things occasionally. Attached to the other end of the leash was a dusky goddess. God, she was gorgeous. She was tall and slender, but very muscular. She must have been close to six feet. Her long, creamy brown legs went from red athletic shoes about a mile upward to the bottom of white shorts that were about mid-thigh. You could see the muscles flexing in her calves and thighs. She had on a t-shirt with some cartoon figure on it, and it swept in from slender hips to what looked like about a 24-inch waist. It flared upward to some very nice-looking breasts. They weren't huge, but they certainly weren't small. They were perfectly proportioned for her body, very high and firm. My eyes made it up past those breasts, and my breath caught in my throat. One of the most beautiful faces I'd ever seen sat on a long, graceful neck. Her lips were full, almost puffy and her mouth was maybe a little too wide for classic beauty. Her chin was little and pointed, and her jawline was strong. Her nose was little, and not very wide. The jawline swept upward to high cheekbones. Her cheeks were a little hollow, and her eyes were amazing. They were huge, almond-shaped, and a soft brown. I was close enough that I could see green and gold flecks in them. She had pounds of curls— reaching down to the middle of her back and standing up in studied disorder around her head. They were a glossy black and there was a strand of brown or red here and there. I was stunned. This was one of the most beautiful women I had ever seen. What was she doing walking down my sidewalk, and what was she doing with a bobcat? I found my voice. Hi. I said. New to the neighborhood? I know, brilliant conversation, right? She noticed me and smiled shyly. It was dazzling in its radiance. That smile lit her up like a beacon and told me everything I later found out about her character. She was beautiful, a little hesitant, innocent and confident, all at the same time. Hi, she said. Her voice was as beautiful as the rest of her, low, husky and musical in a way that made you want to hear her speak some more. Yes, I just bought a house on the other side of the block. Do you raise bobcats? I asked. She laughed and I wanted to make her do it again. He isn't a bobcat, she said. He's a pixie bob. He does look like a bobcat though, doesn't he? Does he like to be petted? I asked. Sometimes if he likes you, she said. Can I give it a try? I asked. He's so cute. He won't kill me, will he? She laughed, and I came and knelt down in the grass. He looked me over for a few seconds and apparently decided I needed investigating. He came over and rubbed against me. I scratched his cheeks and he began to rumble, his purse sounding more like a threat. What's his name? I asked. He doesn't really have one. She said. He's never seemed to want one. We just call him Cat. I laughed. Well, he certainly is a lot of that. He was panting in the summer heat. He looks thirsty. I said. Should we give him a drink? If you don't mind, she said. Wait here, I told her. I went and got a little plastic bucket off the deck, filled it with water from the hose and brought it to the sidewalk. 
He was lying in the grass, panting, and I set the bucket down by him. He stood up and began to drink. I'm Kara. I told her. Welcome to the neighborhood. I stuck my hand out. She shook it with a firm grip. I'm S-Y-N-D-Y. She said. Nice to meet you, Cindy. I said. I know how you're spelling that in your head. She smiled that smile again. Whoever named me was weird. She spelled it for me. That's an interesting name. I said. Did your mother ever tell you why she spelled it like that? I never really knew her. S-Y-N-D-Y said. I know about her, but she gave me to an orphanage when I was a baby. I don't know who gave me the weird name. How do you know about her? I asked. The sisters told me. She said. She was a 17-year-old black girl who got pregnant by an older white man. Her parents were sort of racists, and they made her give me up. She told the sisters and they wrote all the information down in a file. Honey, that's just awful. I said. I'm so sorry that happened to you. I hesitated, not wanting to seem too forward, but my heart already went out to this beautiful woman with a tragic past. S-Y-N-D-Y, would you like to come over for dinner tonight? She looked conflicted for a minute, like she wanted to but couldn't. I can't, I'm sorry. She said. I have to go pick my daughter up in. She looked at her phone. 30 minutes. I don't have a babysitter yet. I should take Cat and go home so I can go get her. Where is she? I asked. Do you know the Wilkins? She asked. Amy Wilkins took her to story time at the library. I really have to go now. Bring your daughter. I said. I made a chocolate cake this morning. We'd love to meet her, and I've loved talking to you. Let us make you feel welcome here. She tugged on Cat's leash and he stood up. What time would you want me to come? She asked. Come at six. I told her. Can I bring something? She said as Cat began to lead her away. No, I've got everything. I said. Your daughter and an appetite. Bring Cat too if you want. She waved and I watched until she turned the corner. Randy pulled into the driveway just as she disappeared. I had sent him to Lowe's for more mulch, and he had two bags under each arm when he got to me. What do you want them? He asked. Right there. I pointed. Randy, I just met the sweetest, most beautiful girl I've ever seen. She's coming to dinner this evening. She just bought Sam and Allie's house. I didn't know it had sold, did you? He shrugged his shoulders, shaking off the weight of the mulch. No, I haven't been on Pine Street for a week or two. Tell me more about beautiful girls. You big lecher. I punched him in the leg. She's stunning, Randy. She's black and she's got this hair. She has a little girl. She didn't say anything about a husband and she wasn't wearing a ring. She has this mammoth cat, too, that looks like a bobcat. She was taking it for a walk. Who takes a cat for a walk? We started talking and she's adorable. Help me spread this mulch around and I'm going to cook dinner. You go clean up and look nice after we're finished. You'll want to make a good impression. Trim your eyebrows. He laughed and sunk to his knees beside me. He tilted my head up and kissed me. You're adorable. He said. If she's going to stay late I'm going to hate her. He slipped his hand up under my blouse and cupped my breast. When he pinched my nipple, it swelled up like a strawberry and I moaned into his mouth. We'll run her off in plenty of time. I said. I'm going to wear you out. It's Saturday night, and you know what that means. We finished the rose bed and I went off to shower. I put on a cute little red and white sundress I had bought the week before. I made spaghetti red. It's basically chili over spaghetti noodles, with onions and pickles on top. There aren't any beans in the chili, though. I made garlic bread and opened a bottle of a nice cabernet. I had several kinds of juice for the daughter, and I decided on pomegranate. At six, the doorbell rang and I went to answer it. S-Y-N-D-Y was standing there, and I was speechless again. She was immaculate. She had on a white sheath dress and a leather choker with a pinkish stone that I wanted to touch her. I felt almost compelled to reach out and feel her hair, run my fingers over that creamy skin and feel how soft she was. I had never felt like this before in my life. This was very upsetting to me. Was it just her vulnerability, her beauty, or what was going on with me? Whatever it was, I felt something I'd never felt before. She held out a bunch of daisies. Do you have a vase? She asked. I hope you like them. I grabbed her hand, pulled her close to me and hugged her. It was like hugging a volcano. She felt like she was running a fever. 
She put the hand with the daisies in it behind my back and hugged me. I felt soft lips brush my cheek. I looked down and noticed she had a little shadow by the hand. I squealed with delight. I knelt down in the floor and smiled. She was a tiny, perfect, miniature copy of her mother. She had that mane of glossy curls, that same coffee with lots of cream complexion, and those same huge almond-shaped eyes. Kara, this is Andrea. S-Y-N-D-Y introduced us. She likes to be called Andy. Hello, Andrea, I'll be sure to call you Andy. I said. Do you like spaghetti? She was very shy and she looked like she was about three. Yes, I like spaghetti. She said so softly I could hardly hear her. She was so cute I thought my heart would stop. Can I hug you, baby? I asked her. She hesitated and looked up at her mother. S-Y-N-D-Y nodded, and she came forward, putting her chubby little arms around my neck and I hugged her tiny form up tightly. I realized I was crying. What's wrong, Kara? Andy asked. Why are you crying? You're just so beautiful. I told her. I always wanted a little girl like you. I can't have children and seeing how beautiful you are just made me so happy you came to see us that I cried. They're happy tears, honey. Her curly little head pressed against mine. Maybe mama will let me come and be your little girl sometimes. She offered. She had trouble with that L sound at the beginning of words and it just added to her charm. Randy came ambling in about that time and I introduced them. He reached down and scooped Andy up as she squealed with delight. He's like a big teddy bear. Children love him instinctively. He hugged S-Y-N-D-Y and I could tell he was in awe of her. He couldn't take his eyes off either one of our guests and I smiled. This was perfect. We ate dinner and I discovered that Andy liked pickles, but not onions and she wanted Parmesan cheese on her spaghetti. She liked chocolate cake too and had two pieces and some ice cream. We retired to the living room and Andy watched a cartoon, sitting on Randy's lap, while we got to know each other. S-Y-N-D-Y and I sat next to each other on the sofa with our feet up on the ottoman and our heads touching. I found out that she was a teacher. She taught science at the high school down the street and had moved here from Texas. She was 29, had a master's degree and she coached volleyball. I told her about Randy and me. He worked for NASA and I was a fiduciary. I managed money. I was 48 and Randy was 49. We'd been married for 21 years and we were high school sweethearts. S.Y. and Y. liked to play racquetball and we made a date to play on Monday. She was out of school for the summer and I was looking forward to spending some time with her. I knew she was someone I would like to be very good friends with. Over the next two months, she became part of our lives in ways I had never even anticipated. Randy and I both loved her dearly and I felt like I had known her all my life. We felt totally in love with Andy. She spent nearly as much time at our house as she did at hers. She loved me and we had lots of fun, but Randy was her real buddy. They spent hours in our pool and S-Y-N-D-Y and I watched them play. They often brought Cat with them and oddly enough, he showed absolutely none of most Cat's aversion to water. He swam happily whenever he got hot. S-Y-N-D-Y was a study in contradictions. She was such a child in many ways, at least it seemed so, to this lady going on fifty. She had the same innocence of heart that Andy did. She was an open book and her emotions were never far from the surface. She would laugh at the smallest things and cry at the drop of a hat. There was no middle ground with her. She either loved something or someone, or she hated them. She overreacted to everything except Andy, Randy, and I wondered if the child had ever heard the word. No. She never talked back or questioned anything Randy and I, or her mother, asked her to do. S-Y-N-D-Y didn't have many rules for her. The only one she struggled with was being loud indoors. S-Y-N-D-Y would raise one eyebrow and that was all it took. Andy would be instantly contrite. That raised eyebrow was the only form of discipline I ever saw used, but it was very effective so we supposed there had been something else at some point that we did everything together, and S-Y-N-D-Y quickly became my best friend. Andy was the daughter Randy and I never had. When school started, Andy stayed with me most of the time. I worked from home except when I had a meeting, and she went with me to most of those. She would sit in a chair with her iPad and never make a peep for however long the meeting took. There was one thing about S-Y-N-D-Y that troubled us. There was about a five-year gap in her life that she would never talk about to us. That gap included Andy's father and we could sense that there was something dark and sinister there. We figured that she would tell us when she was ready, and we never pushed or pried. Our relationship changed three days into her summer vacation the next year. It was a beautiful day and Randy had taken Andy fishing. 
S.Y.N.D.Y. and I watched movies, drinking strawberry daiquiris and giggling together. We were sitting on the sofa, leaning up against each other with our heads together. My hand was on her thigh and it felt so silky smooth and gorgeous that I had to stroke it. I loved touching her, and she was very physical, too. Anytime she was close to me, she had an arm around me and we kissed a lot, too. I looked over at her, and her eyes were half-closed as she watched the movie. Her lips were slightly parted and I noticed a droplet of ice and daiquiri on her lower lip. It fascinated me. That lip was so full and puffy and luscious-looking and that little droplet was so sensual that it felt like a magnet, drawing me to her. I don't know what came over me, but I had to do it. I leaned toward her and took that lower lip between mine, stretching it out, sucking the drop off and then letting it go. Her eyes opened wide and I could see those green and gold flecks explode into fire. Her hand reached behind my head and she pulled me close, kissing me for a long time. My heart was pounding, my nipples sprang erect and my pussy flooded. Kara. She whispered against my lips. Do you want to make love to me? I didn't say anything, but I was shocked at the answer inside my own head. I did want to make love to her, so badly that I couldn't think of anything else. I wasn't a lesbian. I had never felt this way about another woman in my life, but I loved this dusky goddess. I loved her like she was my little sister, but I was also on fire for her. I was so conflicted that I began to cry. Yes, S-Y-N-D-Y, I do want to make love to you, but I can't. I wept. I love you, but I love Randy and I would never cheat on him. I love him, too, and I love you. She said. I would never do anything to hurt either of you. She held me and petted my hair. I would make love to both of you if you'd let me. Do you think he would? I sat up. I wouldn't know how to ask him. I confessed. The thought never entered my head until I kissed you, honey. I thought you were hot the first time I saw you. She said. That soft low laugh rumbled up. You two are the most loving people I've ever known. You are such a milf, Kara, and Randy is smoking hot. I've been lusting after both of you. I'm afraid, baby. I told her. I love you so much, and Randy and I love Andy so much, too. I wouldn't risk our relationship for anything, no matter how much I want you. I won't risk my relationship with Randy either. She laughed again. I think that genie is out of the bottle, Kara. I know how you feel about me and you know how I feel about you. Randy doesn't know, and I won't risk anything about our relationship either. I want to make love to you, Kara, but we can't do that without Randy being okay with it. I won't mention a word to him if you don't want me to. If I could find a way to bring it up to him, would you be willing? Maybe yes, no, hell, I don't know, honey. I said, this is so weird. Would you really make love to both of us? In a heartbeat. She said, either one of you, one at a time or all of us together, it doesn't matter to me. I love you both and I want to love you every way possible. It just seems to be a way to show how deeply I love you. You've both been so good to Andy and me. I can't help loving you. I would share myself with you in every way possible and I would get to have that intimacy with you that I can't get in any other way. Why shouldn't three people who love each other have that? I have no idea. I said, my mind is whirling, S-Y-N-D-Y. I need time to sort all this out in my head. I need to talk to Randy, although I have no idea what to say to him. Why don't you let me try? She asked. No. I protested. I'm afraid, S-Y-N-D-Y. What if he thinks I don't love him anymore or he gets jealous? What if he falls in love with you and doesn't want me anymore? He might be mad at me for wanting you and his heart would break and I would just kill myself. I was getting panicked. Sure. She shushed me. It's okay, Kara. I won't say anything without your permission. We'll think about it, and if we can find a way, we'll do it. If we can't find a way, we'll just love each other like before and everything will be fine. This is big, but it doesn't have to be a disaster. Do you trust me? Yes, of course I do, but I just don't want anyone to be hurt. I was very sure about that. Please, S-Y-N-D-Y, just let me think. Don't do anything. We'll talk about this and decide what to do, but I need time to think. I've got the rest of your life. She smiled. You're older than me. Relax, Kara, it's me. I told you, I've been drooling over you since the first time I saw you. I'm so happy you want me. I won't do anything that makes you uncomfortable except this. Her hands tangled in my hair and she kissed me. It was so hot it made my head swim. I felt her hands slide down to cup my breast. 
finding and rolling my nipple between her fingers. Sparks blew up in my brain and I thought I was going to come right then. She drew back and left me gasping. You are so hot, Kara. She laughed. God, I love you. You're so naughty, S-Y-N-D-Y. I told her. I can't believe you did that. I'll do a lot more if I get the chance. She said. I've never made love to a woman before, but you make me so hot. I fanned my face with a magazine. I felt like I was sweating profusely, but it was just excitement. I had been having some hot flashes, but this was something else. I looked over at S-Y-N-D-Y and she was smiling that million candle power smile. I reached out and cupped her cheek with my hand. Her skin was incredibly soft and silky. I stroked her cheek and she nuzzled into my hand and purred like cat. I ran my fingers up and pushed a stray curl behind her ear. She shivered a little and I ran my finger around the little shell shape of her tiny ear. It was pointed toward the top, reminding me of an elf. God, I love you, S-Y-N-D-Y. I told her. You have no idea how happy that makes me. She kissed my hand. I need another daiquiri. I laughed and got up to refill our glasses. The spell was broken, but the thoughts lingered. We cuddled and whispered until Randy and Andy came home. They were laughing and we went to hug them. They smelled fishy and we sent them off to clean up. We had dinner together, some of the fish they had caught, and from time to time, I would catch S-Y-N-D-Y's eye and those flecks would whirl. We would smile and go back to our dinner conversations. When they went home, I dragged Randy off to the bedroom and fucked him into exhaustion. Damn, he said as he lay on his back, trying to catch his breath. I'm going to have to go fishing more often if this is the result. Randy. I cuddled up to his side. Do you think S-Y-N-D-Y is pretty? God, yes, he said. She's gorgeous and just about the sexiest woman I've ever seen. He was very enthusiastic. Then he looked over at me and got a sheepish look on his face. Well, next to you, that is. He finished lamely. I laughed. That was a lame-ass save there, buddy boy. I don't care if you think that. I think so, too. I could never be jealous of her. I love that girl, Randy. Yeah, me too, he said. Why did you ask me that, babe? I don't know, I said. I just wondered. Ha, huh, he said. I know there's something going on at that devious brain. He became serious, looking me directly in the eye. Kara, I meant what I said. You are the most beautiful, sexy woman I've ever seen. You look better than you did the day we met, and you were drop-dead gorgeous then. You were kind of skinny then. You've filled out, and you're so sexy I can't keep my hands off you. So you like fat women? I asked. Is that what you're saying? Someone is fishing for compliments. He said. He grinned at me. Kara, you're so far from fat that fat runs from you. You just got these big, amazing tits. He squeezed one. Your ass is fantastic and you keep yourself toned like a teenager. I constantly see men checking you out. I'm afraid you're going to find some young stud and run off. I kissed his chest. Well, that's never going to happen. I said. I've got all the stud I need right here. I reached down to his cock and it gave a twitch. Taking that as a sign of life, I slid down and engulfed it with my mouth. It took a while, but I got him back up to full attention. I mounted him and rode him until I was exhausted. He took over, pounding up into me until I was a quivering wreck before filling me up again with his hot cum S-Y-N-D-Y and Andy always went to church on Sunday, so I didn't see her the next day. They came over Monday afternoon to swim and I told her all about what had happened with Randy. Her eyes were shining and those flecks were blazing by the time I finished. Her nipples were visibly erect in her yellow string bikini. S-Y-N-D-Y in a bikini was quite a visual feast. Her breasts seemed to defy gravity. She was long, very curvy and just packed with muscles. Her skin was just perfection and that tiny little bikini didn't hide much. I couldn't take my eyes off her and I wanted to stroke her in the worst way. You can touch me, Kara. She said. I want you to. We won't do sexy things, but you know I like for you to touch me. I like touching you too. Andy might see us. I said. We could put sunblock on each other. That wouldn't look weird. S-Y-N-D-Y got a little darker in the summer. She always wore sunblock. I'm a redhead, so I spend most of the time I'm not in the water covered in a wrap. I can tan a little bit, but mostly I get freckles. I get a little golden tint, but I burn easily. I put sunblock on her. S-Y-N-D-Y felt amazing under my fingers. 
I had never felt anyone so soft and firm at the same time. Randy had bigger muscles but he was kind of hairy and very masculine. Syndy was very muscular in a different way. Her skin was like satin. I rubbed the oily sunblock into her impossibly long legs, feeling her flex occasionally under my probing fingers. As I worked my way up her thighs, she spread her legs a little and I found myself staring. Her bikini had crept up and I could see the distinct outline of her pussy, a little hollow in the middle and a definite crease. I couldn't tear my eyes away for a minute, but the opportunity to sink my fingers into her ass pulled me up. I rubbed her inner thighs, very close to her pussy, and I let the back of my hand trail up her slit. She jumped, and I heard a low soft moan. I giggled to myself and kneaded her ass. Most of it was bare and I put my hands inside the part that was covered, working the oil into her skin. Her cheeks were as round as apples and just as firm. I jiggled them a little and she giggled. I did her back and arms and nibbled on her ear. That made her shiver and get goosebumps. I was straddling her butt, and I rubbed my soaked bikini bottoms on it a couple of times before rising up a little so she could turn over. And my eyes were drawn immediately to her breasts. Her nipples were rock hard and tenting her bikini top like little bullets. She saw me looking and glanced down at herself. She smiled that amazing smile. Look what you did to me, Kara! Her cheeks dimpled. God, you make me horny! I pinched her nipples and she arched her back and moaned. Don't do that! She said. I'm about to come! I wanted to make her come, but this was getting farther than I thought we should go. I did her front, and she did me. She teased me a little but it wasn't overly sexual. We swam and splashed Cat and Andy for a while. Randy came home from work and joined us. He played with Andy while Cat swam around them in circles. When Cat had enough of the water, he climbed up the steps and shook his fur. I rubbed him with a towel and he purred contentedly, like a small engine running. He purred a lot and made little chirping sounds, but I never heard him meow. We all went out for burgers for dinner and then back to the house to hang out. We got a new cartoon for Andy to watch on pay-per-view. Randy sat between S.Y.N.D.Y. and me on the sofa and Andy lay in the floor wrapped up in a quilt with her elbows resting on a pillow. We both snuggled up with Randy and he had one arm around each of us. S.Y.N.D.Y. crooked one finger at me and pursed her lips up into a kissy face. I glanced up at Randy and frowned at her. Kiss me. She mouthed. He'll love it. I hesitantly leaned toward her and she did the same from the other side. We kissed and it was the most erotic thing I'd ever done. I glanced up at Randy and he was watching us with a huge smile on his face. There was something huge growing in his pants under my forearm, too. I thought we had pushed it enough and I pulled back. I cupped the side of S.Y.N.D.Y.'s face with my hand and caressed her with my fingertips. She nuzzled into his chest and my hand and we just petted each other for a while. When the movie was over, Randy and I walked them to the door and kissed them goodnight. On the cheek, of course, since we didn't want to shock Andy. We petted Cat for a minute and they were gone. As soon as the door closed, Randy was all over me. Oh my god! He said. That was the hottest thing I've ever seen, Kara. I can't believe you did that. He was pulling my top over my head and unhooking my bra as he spoke excitedly. I thought you two were going to fuck right there. Would you have liked that? I giggled. Have you ever met a man that wouldn't? He asked. Two of the hottest women on the planet making out on my lap? God, that was sexy, Kara. I had no idea you would do something like that. Are you mad at me? I asked hesitantly. Let's see. He mused. Do you still love me, Kara? With all my heart. I said. Are you going to leave me and move in with S.Y.N.D.Y.? He asked. That one shook me a little. Randy, I'll never leave you. I told him. You're my man. You're my life and I'll always be yours. I'll never leave you for anyone. You're everything to me and I would never do anything to hurt you. You're the other half of my soul and you'll always be first in my life. He took my hand and guided it down to run it over the huge bulge in his pants. Does that feel like I'm mad? He asked out I unfastened his pants and began stroking his cock. It was steel hard. It feels like you're about to fuck me to death. I said that he was kneading my breasts and pinching my nipples and it was driving me nuts. That's my plan. He said. No, Kara, I'm not mad at you. I'm surprised, I have some questions, but God, that was hot. He scooped me up in his arms and carried me to the sofa. When he put me down, he bent me over the arm of the sofa and pulled my shorts and panties down. I was dripping wet. Getting wet had been a problem for me, recently, but not then. 
I was as horny as I'd ever been in my life. He stroked up and down a few times, getting that big cock wet in my juices and then he plunged it inside, slowly, in one long thrust, burying himself to the hilt and just touching the back wall of my pussy. I groaned and he started fucking me like a machine. I was coming after about twenty strokes and he just kept on, pounding into me as I screamed my way through a series of climaxes that left me weak-kneed and breathless. He gave a growl and I felt him go off, holding deep inside me and filling me up with his hot cum.m whiny started to collapse and he scooped me up again, carrying me to bed and spooning up behind me. He held my breast in his hand and we drifted off. I felt so safe and so loved by my amazing man. When I got up the next morning, I had slept in. I could smell breakfast and my tummy growled. I showered quickly and when I went into the kitchen, I was surprised to see S-Y-N-D-Y. Hi, baby. I greeted her. Where's Andy? She's staying with Laura Wilkins today. They went to the zoo. She said. Randy called and said you guys wanted to talk to me. She arched an eyebrow at me in question. I shrugged my innocence. Randy put plates down in front of us. It was delicious and I was starving. We ate and nervously made small talk. I trusted him, so I decided to just go with him, whatever it was. S-Y-N-D-Y helped do the dishes and they talked, making an occasional comment to me as I sipped my coffee and watched them indulgently. She was very playful, bumping him with her hip as she reached for the dishes she was drying. He gave her a sweat on the butt once while she was bending over putting a colander away. She squealed and he winked at me. I smiled. They were like a brother and sister, playing with each other. I loved their easy relationship. I hoped whatever was happening with the three of us wasn't going to change that. When they were finished, we all took a cup of coffee to the sofa. S-Y-N-D-Y and I sandwiched him between us, just like the night before, and he put an arm around us and squeezed us up. Girls, I haven't been trying to make you nervous or uneasy. He began. I've noticed how you two look at each other. How do we look at each other? S-Y-N-D-Y asked with one of those blinding smiles. Like you're about to tear each other's clothes off. He grinned at her. I want to know where you girls are going with this and what part I'm going to play. I pulled his head around and kissed him. You're going to play the part of my husband. I told him. You're going to play the part of the man I love, the only man I love and the only man I ever have or ever will love. Got it, Buster? Randy, you're my husband. I married you and promised to put you first in everything. No man or woman will ever take your place. I love S-Y and Y and I think you do, too, but you're my life. Yeah, I think I've got that part. He said. I was worried about that for a bit. I think I understand, now. I'm pretty good with that role. It's the S-Y and Y and Kara roles I'm wondering about. Okay, enough with the acting metaphors. S-Y and Y laughed. I'm just going to come out and say it, Randy. Is that okay, Kara? I was afraid, but I nodded. I'm in love with your wife. S-Y-N-D-Y said. Well, that was the part one knew. He said. What's the other shoe? I'm in love with you, too. She said. I feel the same way about both of you. There was a little shock on his face now. Okay. He said slowly. I didn't know that. I'm going to have to ask, aren't I? You two are just going to keep beating around the bush all day. Are you two having sex? No. I said. I would never do that, Randy. Don't ever think I would do something like that behind your back. S-Y-N-D-Y wouldn't either. We've kind of felt each other up a little, but we agreed not to even tempt each other very much. Neither one of us would ever do anything you don't approve of, Randy. I promise we haven't. S-Y-N-D-Y nodded. We want to, though. Can we? Please, Randy? I promise that I'll never try to take her away from you and you're going to get some incredible benefits, too. Do I get to watch? He asked. If that's what you want. She said. Wouldn't you rather participate? I asked him. You mean, like with you or with S-Y-N-D-Y, too? He was a little hesitant. With me, too. S-Y-N-D-Y answered him. I'm not a lesbian, Randy. I've never been with a woman before, but there's something about Kara that just makes me incredibly horny. I think it's that red hair and those big, beautiful breasts, and just the way she's so loving and kind to everyone. I told her she's such a milf. Let's take her to bed and fuck her, Randy. I want you to do me, too. I've been checking out that package when you're in the pool. God, it's been so long since I've been with anyone. You'll probably be disappointed. I've probably forgotten how. I could see Randy's shorts begin to tent up. He looked at me. 
I cupped my breasts at him, and he burst out laughing. God, I was so worried that you two were going to kick me out in the cold. He said when he could catch his breath. Now you're planning to kill me. You're going to make me have a heart attack, aren't you? Then you can move in together and enjoy my life insurance. You big dope. I punched him. I was all worried that you'd think I didn't love you anymore. Are you sure you're okay with this, Randy? If you aren't in any way, we won't do it. Are there going to be other men involved? He asked. Of course not. I said. Don't even think such a thing. He turned to S-Y-N-D-Y and slid his hand up under her top. I could see her melt as he fondled her breast. He kissed her and I heard her moan. Let's take Kara to bed and fuck her. He said, they attacked me and my clothes were gone before I could catch my breath. No. I squealed. I'm not going to be the only one naked. Stop it. I grabbed S-Y-N-D-Y by the arm. Take her clothes off, Randy. She struggled half-heartedly and we soon had her as naked as I was. We both paused, shocked, I think, at her absolute beauty. Naked, she looked exactly as I imagined she would with her clothes on. I think everyone who saw her mentally undressed her. That was an exercise in eroticism all by itself. Actually taking her clothes off and being able to see that fantastic body was nearly enough to make me come without being touched. Her breasts were just perfect. They were high, firm and perfectly formed. Her areoli were very dark brown, and her nipples were a shade darker, almost a dark blackberry color. They were the sexiest things I'd ever seen and I had to have one dot I fastened my lips to one nipple and Randy took the other. I ran my hand down that silky belly, ridged with muscle to the softness below. She had a tiny, arrowhead-shaped patch of glossy black curls. I tugged on it and she moaned. I let my fingers trail down to heat and moisture and I felt the bump of her clitoris. I pinched it a little and her hips jolted up off the sofa as she started writhing slowly. I thought we were going to fuck Kara, Randy. She said. It kinda seems like the target has changed. He lifted his head from her breast. Nah, just wanted you horny and in the mood. He grinned at her and grabbed me. I squeaked when he picked me up and I wrapped my legs around his waist. S-Y-N-D-Y pressed her naked body against my back and reached around to cup my breasts. I've wanted to get my hands on these since the first time I saw you. She whispered in my ear. We're going to fuck you until you scream and then keep fucking you until you can't scream anymore. I shivered. This girl was wild and hungry. She reminded me of Cat. They walked me into the bedroom pinned between them and S-Y-N-D-Y moved so Randy could lay me down on the bed. She pinned me down and he started removing his clothes. She was solid and heavy on top of me and she crushed my lips with her puffy ones. Our breasts crushed together and I could feel her nipples rubbing against mine. I ran my hands down the silk of her back to that amazing ass, pulling her to me as we ground our pussies together. I felt the bed shake and Randy was crawling up beside us. She turned my head toward him and his lips replaced hers. I could feel her sliding downward and her tongue flicking over my nipples before continuing lower. Randy switched to my breasts, and I was free to moan out the ecstasy streaking through my body. S-Y-N-D-Y pushed my thighs apart, and I could feel her hot breath on my exposed pussy. It sent shivers through me. The thought that this woman slash child wanted me and was about to taste me made me nearly insane with lust. The simple fact that she was a woman was so erotic and taboo that I was panting and trembling before her tongue ever touched me. I felt her hot fingers spread me and then her tongue was caressing my inner labia. Shocks like electric current shot through me and I felt my clit throbbing, feeling like it had grown to an inch long. Her tongue circled it gently and I thrust my hips toward her, seeking more contact as Randy's lips and tongue on my nipples flooded my body with overwhelming sensations. Randy slid down to join her and I heard murmured words between them. My mind was in such a fog of euphoria that what they were saying didn't register. I only knew I needed to come so badly I thought I was going to die. I felt S-Y-N-D-Y slide away and then Randy was teasing me, tapping my clit with his tongue but refusing me the release I so desperately craved. I was vaguely aware of S-Y-N-D-Y moving away and then she was back. She had a bag in her hand and I recognized it as my toy bag. She rummaged around for a bit and came out with my white vibrator. She flicked the switch and it gave a low hum. She switched places with Randy and her weight moved over me. She straddled my head and her pussy was poised over my face. I had to taste it. I could smell her aroma. It was heady, a hint of some floral soap and a faint musk. Her lips were a dusky brown, becoming a pale pink inside and the little dusky pink bud of her clit needed my attention. I flicked it with my tongue and she twitched. 
She was now tracing circles around my clit with her tongue and Randy had begun to tease my pussy lips with the vibrator. I was frantic to come. I sucked at her clit, hoping she would give mine more contact. It emerged from its hood, a pinkish little bud, just the cutest thing I had ever seen. I took it between my lips and felt her take mine in the same way while Randy plunged the vibrator into my dripping pussy. I groaned and lost my mind and I came explosively, my body spasming again and again. Randy changed the angle of the vibrator, and it found my nerve bundle inside. I shrieked into S-Y-N-D-Y and I could feel her trembling, approaching her own orgasm. I felt the vibrator withdraw and something bigger and warmer replaced it. Randy was driving his cock into me and that set me off again. I licked frantically at S-Y-N-D-Y's clit as Randy began to pound into me. I managed to get my hands on her ass and I pulled her to me, burying my face in her fragrance as I felt her tension build and snap. There was a long, low groan from her, and then she was shaking and quivering in the throes of her own orgasm. I licked until she rolled frantically away. Randy was still pounding away inside me and I felt him stiffen and then felt the heat of his cum flooding me. We collapsed together, hands exploring languidly as we caught our breath. I was a quivering wreck. I felt S-Y-N-D-Y stirring and opened my eyes to see her sliding down to take Randy's cock in her hand and slide her mouth down, taking his soft member entirely in her mouth. I shivered at the eroticism of that sight. I twisted around until our heads were together at his groin, cheeks touching. She offered me his cock and I slurped it down. We took turns and in a few minutes it was back at full staff. He was moaning with his eyes closed. He opened them and grinned down at us. I've died and gone to paradise. He said. Too bad neither of you are virgins. We laughed and I pushed down on his big pole until I gagged. How do you know I'm not? S-Y-N-D-Y asked him. Well, there's a little matter of Andy. He chuckled. I think I'd better find out though. He looked at me and I nodded. Fuck her, baby. I told him. Give her that big cock and make her come so hard. He moved up over her, pushing her down on her back, and I guided his cock to her opening. Easy. She said. It's been a long time for me. Never with anything like that either. She didn't take her eyes off of his cock for a second. I watched as he slowly penetrated her, her pussy lips stretching to surround him. I wished I had a cock so I could feel that gorgeous girl surrounding it. She was groaning and I could hear a hint of pain mixed with her pleasure. Wait, Randy. I told him. Let her rest a minute. He reached down and tweaked her nipples, then lowered his body until he could suck on them. They swelled and I wanted one. I sucked on it like a baby and then moved to her lips. I held that gorgeous face between my hands and we shared the most passionate kiss of my life. I felt her tremble and knew Randy was moving deeper. I slid my hand down and manipulated her clit until I felt his pubic bone against my fingers. Is it in? She gasped. God, Kara, I don't think I can take any more. That's it. I kissed her again. You took it all, S-Y-N-D-Y. Now he's going to fuck you like you've never felt before. I think he did. I kept her lips busy and Randy kept the rest of her busy. She really was like a big cat. She scratched his back and the sounds she made were wild and exotic. Her face and orgasm was one of the most erotic things I'd ever seen. She pulled at me with one hand until I mounted her face and she burrowed into me while Randy filled her, his mouth latched onto my nipples. She seemed like she was coming nonstop and I know I was. Randy was in good shape and he needed to be. He lasted a long time for the situation he was in. I could only imagine what he was feeling, being buried in this gorgeous girl, while she brought his wife to orgasm after orgasm with her mouth. I heard him groan and I had to see her face. Can he come in you, baby? I asked her quickly. Yes. She nodded. I'm safe. Oh God, Kara, he's killing me. Randy, come for me. Please come, I can't take it anymore. When he went off I saw a look of pure passion and ecstasy wash over those beautiful features and she went off again, writhing and clutching at me as it went on and on. When he coasted to a stop, she was crying out and he held deep inside her. I knew she could feel him spurting into her and I held her tightly, feeling her jerk and quiver with the aftershocks that he rolled to one side and we held her between us, caressing that amazing body while she cried for a while. Are you okay, baby? I asked her. Yes. She drew in a quivering sigh. I love both of you so much. Thank you for letting me be with you. I just never knew it could be like this. I dreamed that I'd find someone, someday, but you too, I never dreamed I'd find this. Randy kissed away her tears. 
So I take it you aren't going to fuck us and dump us? He laughed. God, no. She hugged his head. I never want to move again, let alone leave. I want to be with you as long as you'll let me. How about forever? I asked her. At least for the rest of our lives. We're older than you. She laughed. I knew that would come back and bite me someday. S-Y-N-D-Y. Are you sure you want to be with old, wrinkled people? Randy asked. You two are the youngest old people I've ever met. She said. Her low, musical laugh filled my heart. Yes, I'm sure. Can we take a nap? You two wore me out. We did nap, a naked dusky goddess between us and both of us lying half over her. We made love again before she had to go pick up Andy. When she was gone, Randy and I took a long hot bath together, just relaxing in our big tub. I think our lives got a lot more complicated today, he said, nibbling on my ear as I leaned back with my head on his chest. I know, I said. Is it good complicated? Are you upset with me, Randy? Are you okay with all of this? I think so, he said. I don't feel like you've taken anything away from me and I don't feel like I've taken anything away from you. I still love you as much as I did yesterday, maybe more. You're an amazing woman, Kara. I thought I knew you like the back of my hand. You sure surprised me with this. He cupped my breast and pinched my nipples. Kara, I want you to know that I'm hopelessly, desperately in love with you. We've made love thousands of times and I'll always see you as the most beautiful woman alive. You're my wife and I'll always love you more than anyone else alive. We've changed the rules, but the rule that says I love you best of all hasn't changed. I always will. He sunk his fingers into my breasts and tested their weight. Again? I asked him. Yeah, if I were twenty. He laughed. I may be too old to keep up with two nymphomaniacs. One was hard enough. Maybe we can look into getting you some Viagra. I giggled. Or maybe some of that stuff that smiling idiot uses on TV. He chuckled. I think I already have a permanent stupid grin. God, did you see her, Kara? I really did think I was going to have a heart attack. I keep thinking I'm going to wake up and you're going to be furious with me for having this fantasy. It wasn't a fantasy, though. Twice during the week, they all came over, even Kat, and spent the night with us. As soon as S.Y.N.D.Y. got Andy asleep, she joined us and we made love all night long. Sometimes all three of us went at it together, and sometimes one or the other of us would drift off. I woke up three times with her tongue in my pussy and I don't think I've ever come so many times in one week. They stayed with us all weekend and when Randy went to work on Monday, he complained about having to go to work to get some rest. I knew he was loving it though. We were so blatantly sexual that I was constantly horny. He would feel us up constantly. S.Y.N.D.Y. was pretty physical, too. I felt like my breasts were constantly in someone's hands and my nipples were always at least half erect and very sensitive. Randy and I had made love a lot, even before S.Y.N.D.Y., but this took us to a whole new level. It was like she was the fountain of youth, and we were the Spanish explorers that we settled into a schedule, of sorts. They spent three or four nights a week with us and almost every weekend. Occasionally, something kept S.Y.N.D.Y. at school late, but it was rare. She could often be found sitting at our kitchen table, grading papers or working on lesson plans. Randy and I fell more and more in love with her, Andy and Kat every day. All our lives, we had wanted children and Andy was the answer to all our prayers that we cried when she called Randy, Daddy, for the first time. It wasn't long before I became. Mommy Kara. 2. We loved that little brown bundle of joy as much as if we'd been her real parents. Kat seemed to have adopted us as well. He let me take him for walks and I got plenty of looks that, for once, had nothing to do with me. One rarely sees a woman walking a bobcat dot we'd been together for three years when S.Y.N.D.Y. finally opened up to us about Andy's father. I don't know if she ever would have, had events not forced her hand. She'd been out late at a volleyball game. It was about 11 p.m. when I heard her key in the lock. She came bursting in, clutching Andy, and with Kat following her. She was crying hysterically, and it was upsetting Andy and Kat dreadfully. Randy sat and held her on the sofa and I got Andy in bed. I held her until she was calm and she drifted off, the sleep of the innocent overtaking her. I went to the kitchen and made S.Y.N.D.Y. a cup of hot chocolate. When I took it in, she was sobbing and Randy was looking up at me with sad and helpless eyes. I got a warm washcloth and cleaned her up while she sipped her chocolate, and Randy petted her. We finally got her calmed down enough to speak. He's found me. She broke down again. Who, baby? I asked. 
Who's found you and made you so upset? Him. She sobbed. Andy's father, Marcus. Why does that upset you so much? Randy asked her. Wouldn't it be good for Andy to know her father? No, you don't understand. She wept. He's evil. I think he's the devil, Randy. He, he, did things to us to me. Oh, God, what am I going to do? Her sobs became a wail. Honey, you've got to talk to us. I pulled her head to my breast and held her like a baby. We don't know anything about this. You've never told us anything. We didn't want to push you, but you've got to talk to us now. We won't let anything bad happen to you or Andy. You've got to trust us, S-Y and I. I do. She could hardly get the words out. I hoped he'd never find us and the nightmare would just go away. We've been so happy and I've felt so loved and safe, but he's found us. Randy held her face in his hands and made her look in his eyes. S-Y and I, stop being afraid and talk to us. She calmed down and the story came tumbling out. She had been a wild child. She met Marcus when she was seventeen and fell in love with that bad boy, Thugimage. They had an on-again-off-again relationship all the time she was in college. He was into some really bad things, drugs, crime, the usual things stupid young men think are glamorous. She got pregnant and things fell apart. After Andy was born he became abusive, took her to clubs and let other men use her. He got her into bondage and sexual torture, and a downward spiral into degradation began. She had been desperate to keep their relationship and gave in for a while. Finally, a counselor at school had helped her escape from him, and she spent the next two years getting healthy. Marcus went to prison for drug trafficking and weapons charges and she had moved to Texas, and then here. The nightmares had begun to fade. Then she became part of our lives and she told us that her life had become something she'd always dreamed of but never thought she'd find that she'd wanted to tell us, many times, but she was afraid of how we'd react. Now you probably hate me and think I'm a horrible person. She wept that we held her and loved on her. No, honey, we don't think that at all, Randy told her. If anything, we love you more than ever. We're so proud of you, how you turned your life around and what a wonderful person you've become. We'll get through this. Tell us what you're afraid of. I'm afraid of him. She said. I'm afraid he'll get me back in his clutches and Andy. Andy. God, I'm so afraid. I knelt down in the floor in front of her. Baby, do you trust us? I asked her. She nodded fearfully. Yes, but you don't know how evil he is. No, but we know how good you are. I said. We're going to go and get your things. We're going to get Andy's things and Kat's things. You're going to stay with us until we figure out what to do. Will that make you feel better? She sniffed and nodded again. I need a tissue, Randy. She said. Thank you guys so much. I'm so sorry, but I didn't know what to do. I didn't know who else to turn to. We don't want you to turn to anyone else. Randy said. We love you, S-Y-N-D-Y. Your family to us and we'll always be here for you. Let me talk to some people and we'll figure this out, okay? She stayed with us for the next three weeks. It turned out that Marcus had been released from prison and he had filed a motion with the court to visit Andy. Of course, he had absolutely no interest in Andy. This was a way to locate S-Y-N-D-Y so he could work on her. Randy knew a lot of people in law enforcement, and he also hired private detectives and got our attorney to work. Our attorney got protection orders and the detectives soon tracked him down. Marcus was living at a halfway house and one condition of his release was that he find employment. He hadn't even tried very hard. He obviously hoped to live on SYNDY's earnings. We knew he would turn up like a bad penny, and sure enough he did. Two weeks later, Randy took SYNDY by her house to get the mail, and there was a strange car sitting across the street from her house. Randy made SYNDY duck down in the seat and drove on by. She was nearly hysterical, and it took us a while to get her calmed down. Randy called his detective friend, and he worked a plan out with Randy. They got Randy's police detective friend involved, and in two hours the private detective and the police were parked on SYNDY's block. SYNDY and I took my car and parked behind our detective while Randy pulled into SYNDY's driveway. We saw him get out to walk down to the mailbox. The door of the strange car opened, and a man got out. Is that Marcus? I asked her. Her face was a mask of terror, and she nodded. I couldn't see anything particularly frightening about him but I didn't have her experience that he walked up to Randy and we could see them talking, but we couldn't make out what they were saying. Marcus got right up in Randy's face and suddenly, it became violent. 
Marcus slapped Randy on the right side of his face, and Randy rubbed his face for a second while Marcus continued to threaten him. Almost before I could tell what was happening, I saw Randy's knee smash forward into Marcus' groin. We heard a groan and Randy had Marcus by the throat. He lifted him completely off the ground, slamming him to the concrete on his back, and began punching him in the face. The police car shot forward and three officers jumped out. One of them dragged Randy off Marcus, and the remaining two pinned Marcus to the ground. Randy settled down and the three officers took Marcus and put him in the back of the car. Our detective got out with a video camera and handed a SD card to the police. He and Randy walked back to us and SYNDY was wrenching her door open. She leaped out, ran around the car and threw herself sobbing into Randy's arms. I got out and we had a big group hug. Marcus is going away for a long time, the detective told us. They found an unregistered gun in his car. I don't think he'll be bothering anyone again for a long time. We didn't know what the long-term solution would be, but he was back inside for the remainder of his term for violating parole, with ten additional years for assault and the weapons charge. Luckily, there was never any need to deal with the problem again. Marcus got hepatitis and died while he was in prison. Syndy was reborn when he went back to jail, and when we learned of his death it was like a cloud lifted from her life. She was normally bouncy and happy, and after his death that just became more pronounced than ever. They never went back home after the incident with Marcus. We moved their things into our house and we became a real family. We experienced some difficulty when Andy grew old enough to ask questions, but we had been preparing for that for years. Our arrangement became so routine for her that she never really thought much about it. I asked her once what she told her friends and she said that she told them it wasn't any of their business. Andy graduated from high school last week. Kat had finally succumbed to old age two years earlier and for her graduation, we got her a kitten. This one doesn't look like a bobcat, it looks like a leopard. He's a savannah cat and he's even weirder than Cat was. His name? Savannah, of course. I guess SYNDY is the only weird name we'll have in our family. The End This podcast is part of the Erotica Podcast Network. We offer a free Erotica Podcast and a premium patron taboo podcast which contains more intense sexual themes. You can subscribe to the premium podcast for $2 per month or support the Erotica Podcast on Patreon to support us and allow members to request future stories and themes. Links are in the description. Thank you for listening.